Could we turn in the Word of God, please, to Jeremiah chapter 38, please? Jeremiah chapter 38. That's a longish chapter. We need to read the first 13 verses. It's a sort of verse you can't... Maybe the first two and the last two, but they get the context of the message. Uh, we need to read the first 13 verses. Jeremiah chapter 30, 38, I said 37. Jeremiah chapter 38. Then Shepatiah the son of Matam, and Gadaliah the son of Pasher, and Jucal the son of Shelemiah, and Pasher the son of son of Malchiah, heard the words that Jeremiah had spoken unto all the people, saying, Thus saith the Lord, He that remaineth in this city shall die by the sword, by the famine, and by the pestilence. But he that goeth forth to the Chaldeans shall live, for he shall save his life for a prey, and shall live. Thus saith the Lord, this city shall be surely given into the hand of the king of Babylon's army, which shall take it. Therefore the princes said unto the king, We beseech thee, let this man be put to death, for thus he weakeneth the hands of the men of war that remaineth in this city, and the hands of all the people in speaking such words unto them. For this man seeketh not the welfare of hid this people but the hurt. Then Zedekiah the king said, Behold, he is in your hand, for the king is not he that can do anything against you. Then took they Jeremiah and cast him into the dungeon of Malchiah, the son of Hamalak, which was in the court of the prison. And they let down Jeremiah by cords, and, the, and in the dungeon there was no water but mire. So Jeremiah sunk <coughs> in the mire. Now when he bade me, like the Ethiopian, one of the eunuchs which is in the king's house heard that they had put Jeremiah in the dungeon, the king then sitting at the gate of Benjamin, he bade me, like went forth out of the king's house and spake unto the king, saying, My lord the king, these men have done evil in all that they have done to Jeremiah the prophet, whom they have cast into the dungeon. And he is likely to die for hunger in the place where, there, where he is, for there is no more bread in the city. Then the king commanded Ebed-Melech the Ethiopian, saying, Take thee thence thirty men with thee, and take up Jeremiah the prophet out of the dungeon before he die. So he bade Melech took men with him and went into the house of the king under the treasury and took thence old cast clouts and old rotten rags and let them down by cords into the dungeon to Jeremiah. And he bade Melech the Ethiopian said unto Jeremiah, Now put these old cast clouts and rotten rags under thine armholes, under the cords, and Jeremiah did so. So they drew up Jeremiah with cords and took him out of the dungeon. And Jeremiah remained in the court of the prison. Amen. And we know God a lot of blessing 
to this reading from his holy and his precious word. You know, sometimes in the Christian's life, we encounter things in our lives that we do not understand. There are times when we are in the valley. There doesn't seem to be any light at the end of the tunnel. And that's when the devil comes to the people of God. Where is God when you needed him most? And that's a time when the devil attacks us most. But you might realize that even in the valley, the Lord is with you every step of the way. So often you hear preachers and people saying, when you're in trouble, look up. There's no need to look up because the Lord walks side by side with his people day by day. Do you remember that promise God gave you and me that day and hour we get saved? I give unto my sheep eternal life and they shall never perish, neither shall any pluck us out of his hand. There that night and day you and I get saved. He put his big hand of omnipotence into our hand and he'll take us along the road until we get through the gates of the new Jerusalem singing washed in the blood of the Lamb. At times we're in the valley, it's so hard and it's so difficult. But you know, child of God, there's nothing in the Christian life that you or I go through that the Lord Jesus Christ hasn't gone before us I know it's very hard when you lost a loved one. There's that emptiness, there's a vacant chair, there's a tears running down the cheeks, and there's that feeling of loneliness and despair. But you know, remember, the Lord Jesus Christ, he lost a dear friend called Lazarus. Lazarus was so special in the Savior's eyes. And one day, He was just called home and Lazarus died. But you know, the Lord held back before he went to go and see Martha and Mary. And then he went into the house of Martha and Mary. And you know, they said, Lord, where have you been? If you had been here, our brother hadn't died. Lord, where were you? Just when we needed you most, the Lord turned to him and he says, listen, Your brother will rise again. Yes, Lord, we know he's going to rise up at the last day. The Lord says, no, just follow me. And the Lord took him to the grave of Lazarus. And there they stood there with the tears running down their cheeks in great grief. And the Lord just gave that commandment, Lazarus, come forth. And there the Lord raised up Lazarus from the dead. Why did the Lord hold back? Because he wanted to show him his glory, what he can do. He wanted to let them see he's a king of kings, lord of lords, the creator of the ends of the earth. There was nothing that he couldn't do. And the Lord just came at the right minute. And sometimes, child of God, when we are in pain, when we are going through a sickness and we don't understand it, Maybe we're in agony and pain and the tears are rolling down our cheeks and again the devil comes and where's the Lord when you need him most? As I thought of that, I thought of the Lord Jesus Christ on the way to Calvary. When the Lord Jesus Christ for you and for me, he suffered unimaginable pain. Can you see him being marched up 
Golgotha's hill. They spat upon him. They whipped his back until it was fleshless. They pulled the hairs of his cheeks. They buffeted him with their fists. They cursed him. And there they plotted a crown of thorns, pressed it into his skull, and beat it in with reeds. And there they nailed him to the old rug across at Calvary. And you can see the pain that the Lord Jesus Christ suffered at the old rug across at Calvary for you and for me. There's nothing that we get through in this life, you know, that the Lord hasn't gone before us. Or if you ever had the experience that someone has let you down, friends have deserted you when you needed them most. And times it's so hurtful when you were friendly with someone that turned their back on you, maybe just when you needed them most, and they walked away and they left you and maybe you had a problem you wanted to share with them. Remember the Lord Jesus Christ in Gethsemane's garden when the Roman soldiers came to march him up Golgotha's hill. The word of God said it. All his family and friends forsook him and fled. There the Lord Jesus Christ was left alone to walk up that old lonely hill of Calvary to suffer, to bleed, to die, and rise again in our guilty room and stead. And as I thought of that, I thought of the Apostle Paul and Demas, two men of God out doing a work for God. They saw great exploits done for the Lord. They saw many souls saved, churches planted, revival prayer meetings. They saw great exploits done for the Lord. But there was a time in Demas' life when he lifted his eyes to the Lord, got into the things of the world, and walked away, and he left Paul to do the work on his own. And Paul writing to young Timothy, and you know, I can see the tears running down his cheeks and he's writing to Timothy and he says, Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present evil world and has departed on to Thessalonica and he's got away from the Lord, got away from the things of God. And you know, I often think the Apostle Paul could have threw the head up. He could have said, no, no, I can't do this anymore. My friend in the ministry has walked away and let me down. But you know, the Apostle Paul knew there's still souls to be saved. There's still churches to be planted. God's kingdom has to be extended. And he carried on with the work of God until that day and hour that God called him home to glory. And here we read about this man of God called Jeremiah. And Jeremiah got a word from God for the people in Jerusalem. Verse 2, Thus saith the Lord, He that remaineth in this city shall die by the sword, by the famine, by the pestilence. But he that goeth forth to the Chaldeans shall live, for he shall save his life for a prey. Thus saith the Lord, This city shall surely be given into the hand of the king of Babylon's army, which shall take up what he was saying to the, the people of Jerusalem, the people of God said, listen, 
get out of this land. Get into the land of the Chaldeans. There's going to be famine. There's going to be war. And you're going to have to move into the country of the Chaldeans. And there you'll find safety. You'll find refuge. You'll find food. You'll find everything that you'll need there. But some of the princes rose up against the man of God, the man, the man of God. And they went to the king and they spewed out lies and they twisted the truth. Look at verse 4. Therefore the princess said unto the king, We beseech thee, let this man be put to death, for thus he weakeneth the hands of the men of war that remain in this city, and the hands of all the people for speaking such words unto them. For this man seeketh not the welfare of the people, but for the hurt. And the, the, the king just said, Take him, put him into the prison. Get rid of me, not be able to preach any more messages like that there. But whenever you look at verse 6, it gets more bleak for God's man. Look at verse 6. Then they took Jeremiah and cast him into the dungeon of Malchiah, the son of Hamalak that was in the court of the prison. And they let down Jeremiah with cords. And in the dungeon there was no water but mire. So Jeremiah sunk in the mire. And there they let down Jeremiah into this deep pit. You've already read it. He sunk into the mire. I often wonder, was it the ankles or waters or the knees? And in that place, it was nothing but filth and stench. It was a place of certain death. And he knew that he was going to die in this place. Though it doesn't say it, I believe this man, been a real man to God, he wrestled with God in prayer. And he said, Lord, I can imagine it, Lord, you have sent me to do a work for you. I warned these people to flee from the wrath to come and to put me in this dungeon. If somebody doesn't come to rescue me, I am going to die here, Lord. But I'm in your hands. I proved you time and time again. You're a God who hears and a God who answers prayer. And we realize what a great God we have at this time. And you know something? This God raised up a man called Ebed Melech. His, his name simply means servant of the king. And this man, Ebed Melech, he had a passion for the man of God. And right at the time Jeremiah needed help from the Lord, God raised up this man, Ebed Melech. His name is already said, the servant of the king. And this man went to the king. Now he risked his life. He realized by going against the king, he could die as well. But Ebed Melech went to the king and pleaded for the life of Jeremiah. And the, the permission was given by the king to lift Jeremiah out of the muck and the mire that he was in. And you know, sometimes God's ways are not our ways. And so often when we're in the valley, when something happens to us, so often God can send a brother or sister to you and maybe they've a wee word from the Lord. And you know, that just lifts you up 
and it really encourages you in the Lord. Remember the king gave commandment, take 30 men with you. And as you go down the chapter, look at verse 12. And he bade me like the Ethiopian said unto Jeremiah, Thou put these old cast clouts and rotten rags under thine armholes, under the cords, and Jeremiah did so. So they drew up Jeremiah with cords and took him out of the dungeon. And Jeremiah remained in the court of the prison. And oh, God has always a way of escape for the child of God. We're coming to the end of 2023. We don't know what's going to happen at the end of this year. But child of God, as you enter, God willing to each and every one of us, 2024, you arrive. We don't know what valley we're going to go down. We do not know what we are going to face. But listen, child of God, whatever befalls our path, let us learn to trust in the Lord with, with all our heart and lean not to our own understanding. And all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. And I know it's hard to trust in the Lord when things are hard, when things are getting difficult. But you know, the Lord has never promised us an easy road. And Sometimes when we're going through hard things in life and the Lord leads us down the road, you know something? We'll understand it better by and by. That day we'll stand before the judgment bar of Christ. We'll be able to say, Lord, I understand now why you led me down that pathway. And I often wonder, about three, three and a half years ago, do you remember when I lost my breathing and it was so difficult that I wasn't in any pain. I couldn't walk the length of this church without gasping for bread and breath. And I wondered, Lord, am I going to be like this? But I got alone with God one day, just in one of the back bedrooms. And I said, Lord, your will be done here. Lord, if I'm to be like this for the rest of my life, Lord, your will be done. And then gradually, the Lord gave me my breathing back. And as I sat there, why, Lord, am, am I going through this? I wasn't judging God. I wasn't pointing the finger at God or anything like that. Because he saved a wretch like me. And a wee verse came. I know I'm not doing as much work for God as many other of God's people are doing. But that wee verse came to me. Come ye aside. And rest a while. The Lord told me I had to take a step back, trust in Him, lean in Him, and He will direct your paths. You know, and sometimes when we go through an experience in life and the Lord brings us out of it, there's times when we can use it for. God's good. There was one of our churches, not mentioned the church, was a dear sister took cancer. She was so, so well. But you know, God graciously raised her up again and from 
to health and strength again. But a few years later, another dear sister in that congregation, she just found out she had cancer, and there she sat one Lord's Day morning in the church, and the tears were just running down her cheeks, and that dear sister went over to her, and she said, you know, I know what you're going through. And through those wee talks, through the prayers, through encourager, that other sister was able to come through on the victory side. Child of God, his ways are not our ways. But you know, let's trust in the Lord. No matter what befalls, no, I know it's all right standing up here saying that, but whenever something befalls your path, it's learned me a lesson to learn to lean on him. Whatever happens this next year, good or bad, let's say, Lord, in this help me to give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory.